all the reels are talking about how your kid is sucking the life out of you and you just need a glass of wine. Now I'm like, what? Or like, there's a reel that's like, I just shared the opposite of it. Something about you got to be you again, not mom, you, not wife, you, but you, sis. And I was like, literally when I let go of that thought is when I came into my happiness. Mm. I am mom me. I am wife me. That is me. I don't need to get back. I don't need to get away from this to be myself. There's just like so much to it with mindset. Make those hard acceptances, I guess. It's like, yeah. you, you have to make up. These are the circumstances that I have, right? And then instead of fighting it, we're able to see like, well, how do I do that now? We have thoughts all the time. You're always thinking something. So it's not about saying, I really want a mindset like that. You already have a mindset. You have the thoughts. It's just a matter of consciously being aware of them instead of just being on autopilot. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to the Hey Sheila podcast. Thank you for listening. Today, I have Tessa Romero, the mindset guru. I'm so excited that you're on. Thank you for coming on. So glad that you invited me when you said like, oh, come back for this podcast episode. I was like, absolutely. I will be there. Yes, because you were, I actually wrote this down. You were on episode 24 of Partner Resentment. That is my most listened to episode. That's amazing. I think it's amazing that women are willing to listen to it too. Like we all can go through those seasons of resentment and it's freaking hard. So being able to talk about it in a productive way, I always take that approach where I'm like, okay, how can we talk about something that's hard, but productively? Totally. Yeah. And I think everyone resonates with that because when you have babies, your Mm -hmm. relationship changes. You're no longer just like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, fiance, whatever. You're now parents. You're You're now mom mom and dad. dad. Yeah. (laughs) And it is a huge shift and you're both doing it independently and together. And it's like, who's in charge of what? Because all of a sudden we got a ton of responsibilities and no list of tasks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like how are we doing this? Yes. Um, I'm going to read this cute little intro that I have, and then we'll get started in our, in our deep dive. This is the first podcast back from my super extended maternity leave. I was only, (laughs) I had my baby in April. We are launching in November. I was like, we're going to take a couple months off. We'll do another month, another month. And finally I'm like, I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. So thank you. Tessa is a mindset coach geared towards women and motherhood. She teaches women how to be who they want to be with mindset that supports them. She has been married for eight years and has three cute boys and a brand new, well, not and one of the three is a brand new little baby, three month old. Yeah. Uh, um, she also has a super incredible Instagram. That's how I found you initially. And I just, I think I saved one of your reels and just replayed it over and over and over. Um, <laughs> seriously, I was like, okay, we need to get this mindset right. Uh, Instagram is Tessa Romero underscore where she shares mothering mindset tips. She's also running group coaching program and is launching again in December. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, okay. This podcast 
I was going to do by myself. And I was like, nah, I need the coach on here to walk me through this because lately since my second baby, I have had a ginormous shift in my motherhood mindset. And I, and I just need to unpack it essentially, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but I feel like I'm just excited about it. And I'm just stoked that happened. And, and I'm, have you ever heard of matrescence? No. Okay. This is a new term that I've just learned. Apparently it's the puberty of motherhood. Oh, I should know that term. (laughs) Yes. It's like insane. I just recorded a podcast about it and she like schooled me on all this stuff and my mind was melting, but it's essentially, she's saying, when you have a child, you don't just, you're not just automatically a mother. It takes your hormone shifting, your life shifting, you adjusting, just like if you have your period at 12, you're not all of a sudden a woman. It takes Mm -hmm. like years for you to identify as a woman. So she said it takes a year and a half up to four years to like develop into a mother. That's amazing. Isn't it? More women need to hear that. Yes. And that's what, that's exactly what she said. She's like, if women knew this, they would be gentler with themselves as they were going through it. Yeah. And so I'm two and a half years postpartum, I guess, whatever into my matrescence. And I feel like that's where I finally am. Cause what happened, and you kind of mentioned this when we were chatting before we recorded, when you first have your baby, you're trying to figure out how this baby fits into your life. Mm-hmm. I still like going out. I still want to like, even just go to dinner. I want to quick run to target for just something yeah. I forgot it. Like, and you're like, it's so challenging. How do I adjust to this baby? And so I think for me at two and a half years, I finally gotten, oh, (laughs) we're not trying to fit this baby into our new life. We're trying to create this new life of me as a mother with these responsibilities. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. And when we have this idea of like, I can't do this anymore. This is why mindset's so valuable. Like information is I mean, so valuable, right? So when we have the information to see like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to like mature into the mother that I want to be, right? It's not just this overnight, I had my baby at 1 a.m. And now I'm the mother at 101. (laughs) People are calling me mom. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Whoa. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I, I think with that information, it makes mindset work so much more meaningful and easier because now we're able to see like, okay, it's my job to figure out how to continue doing the things that I love with my children. So that way it is yes. our life to go to Target. It is our life to cook meals together or go out to eat. Like yeah. that we're able to build the life that we want because really our kids don't know any different. That's what I freaking love. Mm. I love that so much is that my kids don't know any different. <laughs> like they don't. So, right. Whatever so you've if, I, if I've just always made it our normal, that mom works out at home, they don't fight me on it. It is not a protest. It's not this, it's not difficult because I mean, even drew and he's only 12 weeks old, but like, I've done it with all of my babies. Even if they have a hard, a hard time, I can pause my workout, but I will not teach my kids that if this is what you do, then I stop. You get what you want. If, if you act this way, like, no, but that doesn't just happen. Like you Mm -hmm. don't start at two doing a hour and a half workout and are frustrated that your kid isn't letting you do it. Exactly. Yeah. And then, 
I mean, gosh, there's like so much mindset in there, but when you can have your mind in like this positive place about their behavior during the workout, Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're just learning our new routine. It's hard to learn a new routine. It makes total Mm -hmm. sense why they're doing what they're doing right now. And it's not against me. They just want me so badly. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and we keep our mind in this really awesome place. Now we're not feeling infuriated and like, we can't take care of ourselves and we've lost all of our freedom Mm -hmm. and going down that really dark rabbit hole, just (laughs) the victim mentality. Right. All right. We're going to take a brief break to talk about expecting and empowered. Expecting and empowered is a pregnancy and postpartum workout guide. And I recommend this to everybody that's pregnant or postpartum. It's like the one thing that people are like, are you going to do that for your next pregnancy? 1000%. I was still doing these workouts like a year and a half postpartum and it does it only goes to 33 weeks anyway the pregnancy workouts prepare you for labor and the postpartum workouts repair you from labor it has stretching pelvic floor exercises and the actual work and what i love about it is it's created by a nurse and a physical therapist so you know that the workouts that you're doing are safe and sometimes when you're pregnant you're just not sure now you know so I'm an affiliate with them. You can use my code, Hey Shayla. It will get you $10 off the guides. They also just came out with a labor and delivery course. It's brand new, super exciting. If you have any questions about it, please DM me on Instagram, Hey Shayla. All right, let's get back to it. Well, so I feel like you've shared before. I've seen that you've shared that you haven't always had this mindset. Mm-hmm. When yeah. was your shift? When was so, your, When did you come to the bright side? <laughs> when did you get there? Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been here? Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> I, it's, I've always been very energetic. So mm-hmm. I think people get that confused. Like you can be really energetic and negative. <laughs> like you really can. Um, I've always been extremely energetic, but I had a negative mindset, especially about myself. Um, I battled with a lot of shame and limiting beliefs and negative self-talk comparison, jealousy, judgment. Um, I did all of that. So throughout my marriage, the first three years of my marriage, it was really difficult because I was the problem. Mm. 100%. Like, I wish you guys could just like really know my husband, the poor guy. I mean, he just like, he does anything and everything that I ask him to do. So if we film a reel, it's because I asked and he's just playing the part of what I told him to do. But then people look at it and they're like, oh my God, your husband doesn't do anything. He just sits there. And I'm like, you guys are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we stopped doing this because the point wasn't coming across very smooth. But anyway, um, I was the issue those first three years because I didn't know who I was. I had a crappy mindset. Everything was someone else's fault. Literally, <laughs> I, I had a really bad victim mentality. Um. And that's like a whole a conversation for another time, but really it made sense. why I had a victim mentality. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I have a victim mentality. I blame everything on someone else. I don't take ownership. Um, Which is hard you know. to self-identify because yeah. I'm just now also realizing those things. Well, yeah, because like, we do it to protect ourselves. Like and, we don't and, do it. But in protecting, you still are going to defend yourself and you'd be like, no, I don't do that. It's not mm-hmm. me. It's them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So if you are the victim- yeah. I feel like it's sometimes it's hard to recognize that you are or, yeah. or admit it even just like, yeah, admit but to yourself. it's because we think it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't want to be something that's bad, right? but it's actually a good thing. Like if you, if you take the position of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm ignoring my husband. I am yelling at my kids. Not mm. my husband makes me ignore him. My kids make me yell at them, right? Yeah. The more you take on, the more you can change. 
So when we just, again, Jeez, what mindset. a spin. That was great. I know. You're not when wrong. We ownership. just have a good mindset about our crappy behavior, right? Yeah. This is my behavior. I am responsible for it and I can change it. When we decide to take that really great approach, we're like, I don't need you to change before I change. And it becomes right. extremely empowering and exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually trying to work on my mindset. I didn't know I was working on my mindset. I was trying to freaking do something to, to not be the wife I was being. Yeah. Um, and then when I got pregnant with my first, I was struggling with a ton of anger. Like, I mean, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And it was really hard. And I would just feel like, like my, my heart was pounding and I would just get like hot and my face would turn red and my palms are sweaty. Cause I was just so furious. Like I would feel so angry. And again, like that anger was someone else's fault. So that victim mentality right. was really not helping me mm. because again, someone else could just make me mad like that. Well, darn it. Yeah. That's quite the way to live your life. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, not um, in control, just yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have the control on that anger dial anymore. If you say that someone else makes you mad. And that's why I, that's why I push that messaging. Not because I don't think that people influence us. People totally influence us, right? There are mean people on the internet. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my kid, my kids told me this morning, I don't love you. And you're not my best friend. That's what Liam told me. He's four. So, and my husband's like, I would not let him talk to me like that. And I was like, you know what? Liam is responsible for what he says, and I am going to feel really proud of the way that I handle this. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> right? That's yeah. what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And it feels so much better that way. But I don't say like, no one makes you mad to piss people off. Right. I mean, I don't. I really don't. I say it because I want people to understand your anger is your responsibility. And if you don't want to feel this angry anymore, no one's going to tell you how long you have to feel angry, right? They're just going to tell you, you need to feel your feelings, but they won't tell you how long. I personally felt my anger for 13 years. And I was over it. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to live there anymore. Right. Totally. And then it's just ridiculous. So anyway, um, changing my mindset really started in my marriage. But then when I got pregnant, it was like the slap in the face actually was like beat me up <laughs> to make me see it wasn't even slap in the face. Like it literally beat me up uh, to show me that I was the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. That if my husband and because I would ignore my husband, if he made me mad, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would ignore him super healthy I know um I'm like thing- seeing myself in all of these stories <laughs> but the okay. thing was now I was pregnant so I was like and I already loved this baby so much like we already we knew the gender his name's Liam like oh my gosh like I get to have a boy and I always wanted a boy like I want all boys when people are like oh are you bummed you didn't get a girl I'm like no I'm not Funny, I was actually wondering that. I was like, I wonder if she is just mindsetting like, oh, no, I love, that's hilarious. I have to mindset my way around a girl. (laughs) Funny, yeah. Um, Which I did end up doing because we didn't find out the gender with Drew. So I was like, you know what? If it's a girl, I really, I don't want to welcome her with like, ah. Yeah, right. (laughs) I want to be thrilled to see a little girl. So I did get really excited at the idea of a girl. We had a a name picked out. Her name was going to be Remy. Um, We were really, really excited. And then it was boy and we were (laughs) whatever's more than excited. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so when I got pregnant with Liam, it was just so clear. Like, I don't want to be the mom that ignores your kids. And, and I was ignored as a kid, right? So this is where I'm saying like, 
doing the self-discovery work to understand why you do what you do Mm -hmm. is so empowering. And it's not to blame people. It's not to say, well, my mom did that to me. So I did that. No, I now understand that I ignore because that is the coping mechanism that I learned when I feel a certain way. I never learned how to feel and communicate Mm -hmm. and be in a healthy environment or relationship. So I was just doing what I knew how to do. Now that doesn't mean I point my finger at my mom and say like, how could you, I did that for a long time. That Mm -hmm. wasn't awesome of me either learning. But, um, now I look at my mom, like you did the best you could do. She did what she knew how to do. That's all people do is what they know how to do. Right. And when you take that approach in life, all of a sudden people don't piss you off so bad. (laughs) Like on social media at the grocery store, they cut you off. Like what if the guy that cut you off is trying to get a job interview because he lost his job. He's trying to support his family. His wife just died. You don't know his story. You don't know the story. Right. But people are doing the best they can. And again, people fight me on that too. And I'm like, if you want to live your life thinking that people make you mad and that other people are not doing the best they can, and you're not doing the best you can good freaking luck. Okay. So that goes right into what I, so once I've had this like realization that like, so first I'll tell you what, yeah, like the feeling is. So I went from oh, this is so frustrating. I can't even shower. Oh, I can't even go to my yoga classes anymore. I can't even do this. I can't even do that. Blah, 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 blah. Like I'm, I'm here all day with them. I don't know what to do. Like I am not the fun crafty mom. I don't have these ideas, blah, blah, blah. blah. And you're just like, how am I going to get it through the next seven hours? Like separately <laughs> for work. And I'd be like, have a good day. I don't know what I'm going to do today. Like yeah. I, everyone's at work. I'm not really sure. And I would just be so, and I actually read a book called, um, how to talk. So little kids listen. And I think that was the start of the transformation because it really was like, like the overarching theme of the book is acknowledge your kid's experience. Mm-hmm. If they are, I forgot Aaliyah's water cup on the way to daycare. We always have a water cup in the car. I was like, Oh man, I forgot it. I'll, I'll make sure to bring it on the way home. Well, guess what? I also forgot it all the way. <laughs> or like when I went to pick her up and she's like, mom water. And all of a sudden I went, Oh man, Aaliyah, I forgot your water cup again. Not a problem. Totally Mm -hmm. fine. Like just acknowledging like at Starbucks, she wanted a cake pop, but it's Starbucks. And so we're there at like seven in the morning. So I'm not going to give you a cake pop. And so the book says, go over to the cake pop. Talk about how cool it is. Instead of being like, come on, don't look at that. Oh, wow. Cool. Do you like the pink one or the one with sprinkles? Blah, 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 blah. And it's counterintuitive to like, go look at the thing that they can't have. No, you're validating. That is so cool. We -hmm. still can't have it. And it's no problem. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously like everything, this doesn't work hundred percent of the time, but just hearing what she has to say and being like, yeah, we co-sleep. She's on one side of me and she wanted to be on the other side, but the baby's on that side. So like, no, you can't go on that side. Aaliyah, you have to stay on the side. And she started screaming. I was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna wake up the baby. This is going to be a thing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. why do you want to go on the other side? Good monsters. for you. Monsters, mom. I was like, no, dad told all the monsters they can't be in this house. Like, mm-hmm. and you just like get in their world. Oh my gosh. Like, and it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And you're not fighting them anymore. You're experiencing everything with them again. Yeah. And like, we play pretend and we do, and it, it takes energy to like be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't actually be 24 seven, like 15 minutes of that. Yeah. It rocks their world, you know? Totally. And then you can, then you can step away. Like I invite myself into my kids play all the time because for my boys and at least 
if I wait for them to invite me every time, I mean, they still invite me to do things, right? Like, mom, let's go jump on the trampoline. Okay. Like I try really hard to say yes. Whenever I can say yes, say yes. Um, But what I notice is if it's my boys, like inviting, inviting, they're fighting more. They're hungry for my attention. Like, Mm -hmm. and they take it out on each other and then everything feels chaotic. But if I just notice they're doing something and I just kind of insert myself like, oh, can I be this car? Like, can I come? Like, oh yeah, like you're yeah. Nice, you're flow. And I'm like, sweet, I'm flow. <laughs> and I just do that for a little bit. Like it's not, it's not all day long, right? Right. You gotta get that idea out of your head because it's not all day long. But totally. I love how you said like her human experience, like get in on their human experience because we forget that about kids. They're yes. human. These are yes. their human experiences. And I mean, I do the same thing with my kids. Like I walk, I let them browse all the toys at the store. Like, yep. come on, you this is what we're going to do. We're going to get what mom needs to get first. And then you get 10 minutes in the toys. I will look at whatever you want. Does that mean we buy toys every time? No, no. I mean, we are on a lightning McQueen collection right now. So if you happen to see one that we don't have, I do buy it because I love those cars. <laughs> um, it's actually my own selfish collection. So, um, but the, my point is like, it's not this big battle to leave the toys because they know like, well, we can come back to the toys. Like yeah. My mom this isn't like this forbidden or super yeah. special. It's the toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And this book actually says to make a wish list. So if they're in the toys and you're like, oh, I really want that. You're like, oh, I see that. Let's add it to your wish list. Yeah. Acknowledge. Yeah. I, I take you. pictures of it. I'm like, this is the yeah. one you want. Take picture, <laughs> put it in the notes of my phone. I'm like Liam's list. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I have these. <laughs> totally. But that, and, and I just think that they all of us and I'll notice it like if I'm doing something in the kitchen and she's just like I'm like oh my gosh and then I'm like what do you wait what do you need she's like cereal I'm like oh okay hungry let me get you some yeah and it's just (laughs) like so okay so that was the start of it just like acknowledging her as a human instead of trying to do my things and parent we're just co-living we're Mm co-living now so I can do I can make something in the kitchen and she can help me if she wants to help me or she can go play with her dolls if she wants to play. Like she can do whatever she wants. But if she needs me, I listen to her. I validate that she has feelings and experiences or wants, even if she can't have them. Yeah. I know you want to, you want a popsicle, right? What color? Like a blue or purple? Yeah. It's breakfast time. So we can't have a popsicle right now, but we could do it after whatever. Like mm-hmm. it just, that was never how it was. If you wanted something, your yeah. parents would be like, no, come over here. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not look at the thing you want. Cause then you're going to want yeah. it more. Like, yeah. Yeah. Instead of, I don't care about what you want. <laughs> Stop yeah. telling me about what you want because I don't care. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about it in our situation, it's like, oh my gosh, this pen, Tessa, you have to have this pen. If you were like, um, no, I'd be like, okay, well, yes, you should have this. If you're like, Ooh, that is a cool pen. I actually have this one. I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay. What do you have? And I'd be more apt to hearing it because you're acknowledging my yeah, cool pen. I will tell you, I have that exact same pen. <laughs> it's actually my favorite. <laughs> so you're right. I do need that pen. That and good... I have boxes of them because they're my favorite. That's so funny. My sister gave me this for Christmas because she said it is her favorite. That's... They're the best pens. They really are. Guys, they're Sharpie. That's they're so white. Funny. You can find them at the grocery store. S yep. gel. Sharpie. If you can't yeah. see this, yeah. <laughs> That's, I have a 0.7. absolutely Um, we'll put those in the show notes yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but I think that was a huge shift for me and then just having my second gave it just 
having my second with my first gave me the perspective, like my two, two and a half year old. I'm like, what? You're two and a half years old. And I was always like, I'm not an infant person. I don't like that baby phase. I just want toddlers. I am soaking up mm-hmm. my little baby because I'm like, you're so adorable and you're, I love you so much. And you just are happy and you're sleepy. And then you, you're upset for a reason. And, and it just has given me so much perspective, but mm-hmm. I'm not fighting to figure out when am I going to shower? Yeah. When am I going to like, I need to get groceries. I'm already in motherhood. We're in mm-hmm. it. We just mm-hmm. added another one to the clan. I love it. And so it's like, even go, I'm like target feels easier now. Yeah. Seriously. How does it feel easier with two kids? That doesn't make any sense. But oh, it's because just- your first gets to look at the second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going. But really like, <clears throat> I, uh, I mean, it's normal to have like thoughts of self-doubt like how am I going to do grocery shopping with a child like for your first right and then you have your first and you figure it out and then you get pregnant with your second you're like oh my god there's no way I can take two kids to the grocery store you figure it out and things are fine but we don't have to like make these negative predictions about how terrible it's going to be when we haven't even done it and that's like part of the work that I love so much is just realizing that you can't predict the future anyway so why the frick are you stressing yourself out creating all this anxiety for something that you didn't even know right. how it's going to be, how it's right. going to go. And, um, my first, so my second, my first baby didn't have acid reflux, but that kid did not sleep. Like he still starts every morning at five 30. I, it, his entire the same way. He's literally the son's child. Like, <laughs> like the son is like, <laughs> barely the son's coming. awake. So um, I'm awake. Literally, but not even until the son's awake. He's up before the sun. He like wants to greet. <laughs> his father in the, in the sky. Like, <laughs> morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, I fought that for a long time. Right. Yes. And then it was finally like, no, this is what he's going to do every single morning. And the me fighting this every morning, isn't actually working. It just starts us off on a crappy note. Totally. So I just started getting ready every morning. I would take 10 minutes to get dressed, do my mascara, brush my teeth and then get him up. And the craziest thing happened. He stopped screaming when he woke up. I would just, he would say like, mom, 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 um, or like start crying. And I would just turn on the hall light. So he knew like, oh, there. she's coming. She's uh-huh. here. And then I would get ready. And that first day, like he cried the 10 minutes and I'm like, sorry, bud, this is what we've got to do because I care about the way I greet you in the morning and the way I was greeting you in the morning does not align. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be real. Totally. So after that first day, he cried that first time. And then after that, I just flipped on the light and he would just talk in his crib until I got him every single morning since that he stayed in a crib now he just gets himself up and does whatever he'd like to do at 5 30 in the morning right (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway my second had acid reflux and that was really difficult like we've never had a baby with acid reflux we're figuring it out and then with drew i didn't allow my my mind to have these like fears of acid reflux or the fears of nighttime wakings so we've already done all that Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't need to predict how hard it's going to be. I already know what it can look like, right. but I know more importantly, who I'm going to be showing up. Right? I know I can handle it. It's going to be fine. Turns out, sure enough, he has acid reflux, but he's also the best sleeper that I've had. So I'm like, all right, deal. I'm really glad that I didn't waste time thinking, right. oh my gosh, acid reflux is going to ruin your sleep. Like, no, it hasn't. Mm. So mm. Um, anyway, there's just like so much to it with mindset when we're able to look at our experience in motherhood. And like you said, like have that, make those hard um, acceptances, I guess. Like, yeah. you, you have to make them where you're like, these are my kids. Just like, just like my hard acceptance. 
my child's going to wake up at 5 30 every morning if yeah. i'm going to make a prediction that should be it yeah <laughs> right he's gonna wake up 5 30 but what i do about it <clears throat> what i do next that's in my control what time they wake up no i tried everything we tried early bedtimes we tried later bedtimes we tried all of it yeah and it's just him he could go to bed at midnight and he will still wake up at 5 30 it's the most insane thing and i'm like you know what you are going to love this as an adult and if you try changing things when you're like 17 i will not allow it <laughs> <laughs> i'll be knocking at your door at 5 30 until you're out of my house right you ready to go for a run like, I'm, I'm going to play this out my entire, his entire life um, it's going to be great but That's so funny but when you can kind of like go into motherhood like these are the circumstances that i have right and then instead of fighting it mm-hmm. i can't go to target anymore i don't yeah. know when i'm going to shower instead of doing that we're able to see like, well, how do I do that now? Mm-hmm. These are the yes. that I have. Yes. How do I go to Target? Yep. Load them up, drive, yep. go. Like, yep. <laughs> and if that's something that's important to you to go to Target, then you need to start practicing knowing yeah. that the first five, 10 times might be a meltdown. Yeah. The more you do it and the more expectations you like teach them, like the workout, yeah. they just know that this is what we do. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. And if you are someone that's like, well, my child's only good in the store if I give them a screen and I don't want to give them a screen. My child's only good in the store if is the mindset that needs to go because it's right. not true. Right. You, I'm not judging. Like give your child a screen if you want to give your child a screen. Right. But if you don't. But the point is like we did it in our head that it's the only way they'll be good and that's not true. How often do we do that in parenthood though? Because I will be like, oh, my kid can't do this unless blah, 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 blah. And then they go over to Titi's house or they go over to grandma and grandpa's house and they're like, yeah, they did. I don't know. We just, yeah. they went right to sleep. And you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. You underestimate your kids so much because totally. of the own routine you've got them in and like your own limiting beliefs of what they're capable of. And not because you don't think they're capable, just because you're like, well, no, that's not, that's just not how it goes. Yeah. We have a garden in our backyard and, um, this is like a side note, but it's really relevant. If I buy strawberries, my kids won't eat them. Like they just, they won't have anything to do with strawberries. Um, and then really eating fruit in general is a big deal. So like Liam loves blueberries. How about it kid? Luke wouldn't eat any fruit except bananas. And then he stopped eating bananas for a long time. Oh my gosh. But, um, anyway, it was just like, a okay, we got to figure this out, but no store-bought fruit for Luke in the garden. Oh, he will eat 15 strawberries. Like as many strawberries as I can find, he will eat them all. And I'm like, huh, all right, cool. And now like he just, it like had to be a wild experience for him, I guess. Now he'll eat store-bought strawberries. (laughs) Oh, funny. He gets it it now, like what they are and what they taste like and where they come from. Yeah. And to him, like he just needed that whole experience. So instead of me stressing and limiting him, like, oh, my kids don't eat fruit. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm just figuring out how to like, <laughs> how to interest them in eating fruit. Like, right. What do I have to do? Do you need like Liam? If I put blueberries on a plate, forget it. He's not going to eat them. It, they've got to be in the carton for whatever reason. He just wants them in the carton. And, but if I just put the carton out, he will eat the entire thing. But oh my God. Plate, yeah. Touch them. So it's just like, but that's the thing that is so amazing about motherhood is you know these things about your kids mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks right? right like well no he needs to eat about a plate why right why does that mean yes like, yes you questioning your own rules and being like but why not like yeah. I, I was talking to my friend about screen time after daycare and she's mm-hmm. like I was like this is a no this is a no-go we're not doing screen time after daycare and her partner was like why maybe they need that downtime after a super stimulating day at daycare 
Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, maybe. And I'm the same way. Like, I don't really enjoy watching TV. I don't want to sit there and do it. I think it's boring. I think it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But Seth is like, that's how he just like kind of recoups and like yeah. down regulates and just settles down. And, and the kids are happy watching a little bit of screen time after daycare, mm-hmm. like questioning why, why? Yeah. Yeah. And seeing. Yeah. With my up. kids, we are trying not to do um, TV, like movies during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, they still get screens on like their, they have a Homer app. Yeah. Uh, it's like a learning app. Yep. So they'll use that like every day for about probably 20 to 30 minutes, depending on what we're doing. Um, but the reason why I'm not doing movies during the week, like for my kids is because it overstimulates them. They, they sit like, they will sit there and they will watch a movie and then it will be meltdown central hmm. the rest of the freaking day. Like it is so difficult for my kids to get back into play, like hmm. their sand, their cars, blocks, just like creative things after they watch a movie. So I'm trying to save those for like the weekend. Like we'll yeah. watch a family movie together on the weekend. It's special. Yeah. And that way I'm not saying no. Like, can we watch a movie? I don't say no. I say yes on Saturday. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and I try really hard to watch my language. Like I try really hard not to say can't and no. Like you can't do that. This is what you can do. I mm-hmm. see what you're trying to do. That's not safe. We're going right. to do this. Yeah. You know? And that language, it's amazing. Once you start focusing on your language, you realize how difficult it can be. Totally. Because you start catching all of those can'ts and all of yep. the no's. And then you're like, what the frick am I supposed to say yeah. if, if I can't say can't? Then, right. And I that actually has happened for me before, kids. Like, I can't do this for some reason. Like, is painful for me to mm-hmm. say now? <laughs> when yeah. I say it, it just, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I can't do this. In labor- I yeah. was like, just breathing into my head. I'm like, I don't, this is, I don't think I ever thought I can't do this, but all of a sudden I go, I can do this. And my <laughs> midwife was like, yes, you can. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is once you like recognize that it happens and then you can feel it and understand how to change it. Okay. We're going to, I, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but what do you do if you're not doing that much screen time? Are you like out? Wh- my boys, I have, I mean, it's, so we were talking about before the episode started, like just the kid that you have, you know, yeah. and I know that all kids are different. I know that, but I also believe that all kids are creative by nature. Totally. Like they just are so creative and they have like a childlike energy. That's yeah. just, and like, I feel like our goal as adults is to learn how to be childlike yeah. <laughs> again. Like yeah. it's, it's amazing. So anyway, I'm not saying that like all kids are great at independent play, mm-hmm. but I do believe that kids can get better at independent play when they're given opportunities. Like to anything, play. practice like more. To, play, to figure out like, what do you like to do? You got to figure yep. it out, right? Because yep. a neighborhood girl comes over and she'll tell me I'm bored. And I'm like, oh, we don't say that in this house. That literally just means that you need something to do. So you can find something to do or I'll give you something to do. Yeah. And I know I sound like this, like really mean. No, my mother. mom used to say that to me. Now yeah, like, okay, I'll go it. find something. Like, yeah. And then Leanne told me that one time I'm bored. I'm like, what the, where'd you hear that? Yeah. Like, where'd you learn that? Cause we've never used that word. Well, guess what? I can give you something to do, or you can find something to do. Cause that's yeah. all that word means. Yeah. That's all it means. It's not this cool word. It's just means you need something to do. Yeah. And <laughs> um, it's okay to be a little bored. Like for sure. Yes. I mean, boredom is like the cusp of creativity. It's Ooh, like you are right there. Yeah. So you are about to come up with a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not, it's not a bad thing. You're right. But um, anyway, so my kids play with kinetic sand. They have a desk in our living room. And on that desk, they can find uh, paint. But I mean, they can do whatever they want at that desk. So they can get out their sand, which is usually just always out because that's yeah. what they choose. Okay. Um, they have like coloring books there. They have Legos. They have their school boxes. So if they want to do like a school project, I'll sit down and do that with them. Um, but kinetic sand, they have like construction trucks. Yeah. They will literally sit there and do it for an hour. Like it's amazing. Well, I think you're right about finding what your kid is into because like we do yeah. love every and Aaliyah is very manipulative. Like she wants to go in there and figure out how these things work and she oh, can yeah. like, put all the puzzles together. And I have a friend that was like, my kid did not like that. They wanted yeah. the dolls and the dollhouse and to like play pretend. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my just- kids, they're not huge in like, so like the little girls across the street, we love them, but they play different. They love playing like um like store and yeah and um restaurant so they're yeah, like yeah, do yeah. this whole act out thing and my boys are more like I need my lightning McQueen yeah. I need Doc Hudson and then yeah. they just like Doc Hudson no lightning yeah McQueen, ah, the characters are in their hands they're not the characters yeah like they they love holding the cars and like mm-hmm. pretending with the cars so totally like you're saying like finding what your child's interested in but that's going to come right back to what we were just talking about listening to them yeah right validating what they're validating their experience validating the toy that they are interested in at the store regardless yes. if you're going to buy it yeah. but just knowing like oh that's something you you feel that you're interested in right mm-hmm. like that is so good for them and then my kids play outside a bunch so i don't have very many rules and what they can't do yeah. in our house. Like, um, so it's pretty much free game. Like you want to go on the trampoline? Bye. And we have a fenced in backyard. So yeah. like, I trust them, but I know some parents will tell me like, well, I can't let my kids go outside because the dog will push them over. Okay. That's like valid. I get it. I have two big dogs, but if my dogs never push my kids over, when are they ever going to learn to be cautious of the dog? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, and to figure that out. So it's hard, but again, it's just a mindset thing where it's like, well, if the dog pushes Liam over, he'll be fine. Or if the dog pushes Luke over, Luke will probably punch the dog in the face. Like <laughs> knowing Luke, that's what he'll do. And my dogs will learn or Luke will learn. Yeah. Someone's going to learn. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah again, just, them- and getting in their world and figuring out what they're interested in instead mm-hmm. of imposing your interests on them, which I yeah. think is hard. Yeah. And I mean, and again, like not always just waiting for the invitation to come play. Like if, if Drew's fine on his little play mat, like I'll just go jump on the trampoline with them for a few minutes because it's hard for them to constantly see me with Drew Yeah. Right when I'm normally doing all the things with them. So I'll just, I'll get out a big piece of paper and I'll just start writing the alphabet on the paper and they'll just come over and color with me. Like, and it's not because they love coloring. It's because they want to do something with me. Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. Totally. I know my kids don't love coloring. Yeah. <laughs> um, they'll do it if I'm doing it. So yeah, definitely finding what your child's interested in. And again, like my kids are just so much better behaved. They sleep better at night. They eat better when they do not watch a movie in the day. It's hmm. they eat better meals instead of just snacks. Like even if I pass them a meal, like it's, I don't know why. I really don't know why movies affect my kids so much, um, but they do. So I'm just trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, right. That's so interesting. I uh, I was definitely on no screen time for a while and we've slipped into it because it's like, well, that's a whole other conversation. Let's stick to what we're talking about. But, 
but I wanted to ask that because I feel like I, I, especially cause we're about to hit winter time and it's yeah. kind of cold outside and it's, we still get out, but it's harder. Yeah. And sometimes it's negative a million degrees in Minnesota. And so you just really, oh, Minnesota's way more harsh oh. than Utah and just having a baby, right? Like babies. I mean, I would rather just keep my kids in right. and, uh, you know, get sun when we can. I open up all the windows, like the blinds in the winter. I still try to do that, but I'm not going to feel miserable on a walk. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so like, just kind of figuring it out. But my kids love, I mean, they love to play in the snow. So like being willing, I mean, it takes like 10 minutes to put on their snow clothes Yeah, and they'll go out there for how many minutes right. and then they're back. And then they have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so it's easier to, to, in our minds to say like, oh, it's just too much work to get you in your snow clothes. And I don't want to do that. And you're going to be right back. So I'm not going to do that. Instead of just letting them have that experience that they want to have totally, right? and supporting it and saying like, okay, come on, let's get your snow clothes on. Yes. It takes 10 minutes. What the freak are you going to do anyway? Yeah. What do you yeah. do anyway? Like yeah. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> so, right. And I have to, I mean, even remind myself of that when it comes to putting on my kids snow clothes and they're going to get snow in the house. This is their childhood. Like, right. It's all right. It's I okay. can put a towel down. Right. Like going to take a quick pause. I'm trying to get us outside as much as possible. And as somebody that doesn't love being outside in the cold, just trying to eliminate the barriers to getting outside. And I keep seeing Moreno walls, the base layer fleece is a second layer and a waterproof exterior. I found this base layer called explore. I got Aaliyah a set. I got myself a set. Moreno wool is supposed to keep you warm in the winter, cool in the summertime. It's an investment, but for me, it was like, I know we're going to be warm and it's one less thing I have to worry about. You can get 20% off with code. Hey, Shayla, highly recommend. Let's get back to the show. Thoughts are constant. And it's so important to remember that thoughts are always happening always. So when you find yourself really frustrated towards your kids, it's really not what your kids are doing. It's what you think about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's why you feel frustrated, Totally. you know? Um, but yeah, with the winter stuff, they'll just keep doing what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Cars and so sand. With with this new shift, I've been kind of sharing about it a little bit. And I wanted to ask you, like, I mean, I've only shared a couple things and I've already gotten backlash on it. I've just like, <laughs> and I get it. So basically I feel like what happened, this is like the evolution of momming on Instagram, right? Oh my gosh, this is, I'm a day postpartum and I don't even have a belly and this yeah. is beautiful. And look at my maternity shoot in the hospital and like, everything's great and whatever. And then people experience it and they're like, my nipples are bleeding. I still have a belly. Like what is, why are we making this to be this beautiful angelic thing? Really? I'm having, I'm struggling. I've got postpartum depression. I've got these things. And now yeah. I feel even worse about myself because of your photo shoot. So then we start talking about that okay, here's, here's a real body, which I think is fantastic. Here's, this is the struggles of parenthood. Oh, when your kid does this, it's so hard. And oh, now we're all relating because we're all kind of having a tough time and we can talk about it and whatever. And I feel like that's getting a little bit out of control right now. Right now, <laughs> it feels like all the reels are talking about how your kid is sucking the life out of you and you just need a glass of wine. And like, when is the day going to be over? Oh, we're starting the weekend, which is like the marathon of children. Like, so I, now I'm like, what? Yeah. Or like, there's a reel that's like, I just shared the opposite of it, but it was, and this was what I shared. So it was like, you, something about, you gotta be you again, not mom, you, not wife, you, but you sis. And I was like, 
literally when I let go of that thought is when I came into my happiness. Mm. I am mommy. I am wife me. That is me. I don't need to get back. I don't need to get away from this to be myself. This is myself. This is my life. And this is what it's going to be. And it's like, it's not, oh, when my kid goes to daycare, then I can get back to working out or then I can have my self care or all these things. And so then I got like, well, no matter how good your mindset is, postpartum depression is real. And I'm like, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I didn't mean to negate that. And so you, this is hundred percent of your content. So I need to know. Yeah. So <laughs> postpartum depression is real, right? But you can have positive thoughts about yourself and struggle through depression, but saying I am depressed is wrong. That's wrong. But that's what people do. They say, I am depressed. No, you are experiencing depression. You as a person are not the depression. Like they're, they're two different things. It's something you're experiencing. And I, I fight for that. I fight for it. And I'm willing to take the heat because for someone to sit in their comfort and say, yeah, but postpartum depression is real, right? Well, they're looking for something, right? They're just projecting what they already think. <laughs> and it's not because you said something wrong. You didn't say anything wrong right? But, but they feel offended by it for a reason within them. And that's on them, right? It's not our job. And I mean, people are mad that I don't put, um, like disclaimers basically on my content. When I'm talking about mindset, they want me to put for, to encourage people to go to therapy and get on medication. Literally almost every single time there's a comment or a message from someone saying, yeah, I'm just looking at your content and you should really be encouraging people to seek out help. Because the things that you're helping people with, that sounds like depression. Yeah, that's because depression is negative thoughts. <laughs> that's why. That's well, like, no, depression is the imbalance in the brain. That is a brain health thing. That's not yes, just mindset. But, but thoughts create feelings too. So when we're having Correct. a lot of down feelings, right? Our thoughts are doing that. A chemical imbalance in the brain is not nearly as common as people think it is right? But we feel these, these forms of low and we just all, we call it depression. And I'm not trying to, okay, I see what you're saying. Right. Thing, yeah. But it's the chemical imbalance in your brain isn't as likely as you struggling with negative thoughts, right? Like you're saying, how the freak am I going to do this? I don't get to do anything for myself. Right. I can't even go to target, have a nice day at work. I'm just going to be here. That sucks. Right. So it's not that I don't want to see the word depression used. I just want to see it used separately from our identity. Totally. Right? I feel depressed. I'm experiencing depression. I can get help. That's a positive mindset. So yeah. people think that a positive mindset's rainbows and butterflies mm-hmm. and, and, you know, silver linings. And it's just not true. A positive mindset is literally, I'm experiencing depression. I'm going to go get help. I can get help. I know there's resources available to me. That's a positive mindset. Yeah. And, People just get all up in arms about it because they're not thinking that way. Accountability. Well, it's hard. It's hard when you're sharing to the masses too, because you're not talking to one person who can, who you can like talk this out with and like Mm -hmm. have a conversation. You're putting out a message of something that you think or feel. And of course there are caveats. Like, of yes. course, this is, this message is not going to fit for everyone. Just like mm-hmm. how the perfect photo shoot a day after birth, the like relatable content about complaining about being a mother doesn't fit for everyone. Yeah. And so, especially for you, it's like, 
if you don't like this content, I'm not asking you to be here. Exactly. And so if, but if you want it, cause I, cause I'll tell you, sometimes I watch your content and I'm like, that's, I, nope, that's too much. That's too positive <laughs> for me. I'm not there yet. <laughs> and I don't take any offense to it because right. there's a way to, like you did, you look at it and you say, no, and you keep going. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> right. But like, yeah. you don't fight to the death of why I'm wrong and why exactly. you're right when it's yeah. an opinion, yep. you know? Like, yes. And I keep following because the next post I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah. That one hit <laughs> home. You know what I mean? Just like how I watch some people and I'm like, why are you complaining so much? Or why are you doing this? And I can either choose to turn it off or I can go eh, next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this like, oh, it's just so challenging. It's just so challenging. So now when I'm like trying to share these things, I'm second guessing it, which is just mad. Yeah. I know that feeling for sure. I'm going to feed Drew, but anyway, that's who's coming. Um, My little Drew birds. No, I totally get it. Just a Drewby. Oh, hi, Shayla. Your boys Uh, look the same. Yeah. They're very similar looking. Yeah. He's a little bit of a mix between them it's like from here up it looks like my oldest and from here down it looks like my youngest Funny. or like my my middle boy but yeah um anyway I I really do get it when you're just like oh my gosh am I right like and second guessing what you yeah. have to say really thoughts are not facts either way no one there's no way for me to prove like this positive thought that I have is a fact mm-hmm. and there's no way for someone to prove that their negative thought is a fact no it's it's an opinion <laughs> like it's totally it's a thought and it's when we can just understand that part, like this may not be a fact that everyone's going to agree with, right? Mm -hmm. That it is 70 degrees outside. That's a fact, right? Thoughts, what I think about it being 72, this is a perfect weather. Someone else, no, it's way too cold. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Right. You know, that's that's kind of what I've come to is I'm like, I would rather spread sunshine instead of, like this complaining and I know and I and and in the hopes that somebody else me a year ago oh, yeah. would see it and be like oh yeah that's another way to look at it yeah and I think the more you get on that road of just like what does me one year ago me five years mm-hmm. ago need to hear yes you just share with so much purpose that you know it's not going to be a good fit for everyone and mm-hmm. I know that right if if someone were to have told me five years ago, no one makes you mad, right? If someone were to told me that five years ago, I would have either punched them in the face or never talked to them again. <laughs> like, yeah. Probably just would have never talked to them again and then yeah. wanted to punch them in the face. Yeah. But <laughs> the point, like the, the, the truth though, the truth is I'm responding with anger. Like that's what I'm doing, but really no one can make me mad. And if someone wants to argue that, Okay, well, how long can someone keep you mad? If they can make you mad, that means they can do it again. And they can keep you mad because they know how to do it. So if your kids can make you mad, they can keep you mad. And they can decide when you're going to be angry again. And I just feel like that sounds like a terrible way to live my life. And I think as a mom, so this is another perspective that I hold dearly. Um, My biological dad passed away when I was six just overnight, like very unexpectedly. And I had a lot of anxiety coming into motherhood because I was so fearful of my husband dying when our first son turned six and now he's four, like, I mean, he's four and a half. So, um, I've had to really work on that, but also using it as like this, this really golden perspective of like, it does not matter 
what's like, I look at my phone and I'm like, look at this freaking little rectangle. Nothing on here matters. This is what matters. And I'm going to feel really proud of how I show up for as long as I'm given this opportunity, because I understand like not everyone has their parents still around. Not all kids know their grandparents, right? Right. I didn't have both parents growing up. Like I just had my mom um, after I was six. So I just, I think about it that way. And I just want my kids to know, like, I loved them. Right. Deeply, and they're not right. going to go look at my social media account yes. and wonder if yes. I love them. Yes. Like, totally. And I feel so strongly about that. And I know that's like, that's harsh to say. And I know that. But I mean, I didn't always feel loved in my home. And there was not social media that mm-hmm. my mom was packing me into a box because the doctor said to get rid of the stress and throwing me out the front door. Like, I mean, obviously the child's not in the, in the box when the mom throws it in the reel, but it's like, what are you going to say? Oh, I haven't seen that. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So there's a, the doctor had to get rid of stress. stress, So you get the kid out of the house in the box and then threw the box outside. And I'm just like, what are you going to say to your child when they see that? What are you going to tell them? They they need to take a joke. You're so you're going to defend your behavior and minimize your child's human experience, which guess what that is trauma. Right. When we don't hold space for people's human experiences, that's trauma. So when, when I consider how difficult my childhood was without social media, right. And then I look at what's going on on social media right now, like kids are going to question if their parents love them. I know. Okay. So I made a YouTube video called, I don't like being a mom Mm -hmm. like a year ago. And Mm -hmm. now, and then probably a month later, I was like, I'm going to make one about why I do like being a mom because I don't want that to be the yeah. message. And the whole point of it was to relate and be yeah. like, these are the hard things that happen. And I think I ended it on a good note, but even still, like when my girls are older and they're scrolling through my YouTube, they're going to be, it'll be like my space. Like they'll have to find it eventually, but <laughs> really, well. really, yeah. But, but I don't want them to see that and to think that and to just, but here's what's even more, more than just like the trauma that they might experience or just like the feelings that might come up for them. They're going to think, Oh my gosh, motherhood is rough. Yes. Motherhood yes. is so, and that's, that's what I'm trying to get out of is being just a mom mm-hmm. is not a trap. Yeah. That is where my mindset was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I do other things too. Like I don't just stay at home with my mm-hmm. kids. And I'm like, now I'm like, but if, and actually the matrescence lady who I had on the podcast, she said that that is a like almost an extreme byproduct of feminism that we've devalued motherhood. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. It's so wild. Like motherhood truly is like this remarkable human experience that not everyone gets to experience it. Not everyone gets to do that. And I just think to look at something that we have the opportunity to experience and being responsible for another life and not, not even just right now, their whole life. Mm -hmm. helping them through relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the first time someone says something mean to them and, yeah, and gosh, when they become moms, right. And they're like, gosh, this is harder than I thought. You can show them that YouTube video and say, you know what, this is what I thought going into motherhood. And I want you to know right now that the best thing that I ever did in motherhood was change what I think about it. Right. So you can, the, the YouTube video is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing for us to honestly communicate what we're thinking and how we're feeling what becomes a bad thing is believing that we're stuck there. If we don't like being there, Mm -hmm. right. If you don't like that, you don't have to stay there, Right. but 
you could use it as a way to connect with your daughters. Again, mindset, right? They're going to watch that video and they're going to know how hard I worked to get to a place of like truly loving motherhood. And if they ever find themselves in a spot where it's hard to love motherhood and where they're at, they can watch it. Totally. Like, well, just like, hear- I'm really glad you said that. <laughs> but just <laughs> like that. hearing you talk about how you had rage and anger, I'm like, not this Tessa. <laughs> like what? But it is, it's like, oh, you can go from that to this. Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. a journey. It's not just yeah. like you came out of the womb and you're like, <laughs> good morning. World. But I really think like, I mean, I think it's amazing people that have, you know, the super supportive mom and they just look like they have like this wonderful family dynamic. They're best friends with their mom and their mom's the best grandma that they could ask for. Like, I think that's amazing. I don't think it's as popular and common as we like to think it is. Like you are not the only person that struggles with family relationships. Yes. I promise, you know, Um, not you, but just whoever's listening to this. And, And just knowing that, like, it's so helpful. It's so helpful to know, like, well, no, this isn't the way I was raised, but that's why I'm doing it differently because Mm -hmm. it's not the way I was raised. Yeah. That's why like, and I, (laughs) I would start, um, if I ever felt like nervous about motherhood and like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? I don't want to be like my mom. And again, my mom tried so hard. Like she really did. And there are just some things that I want to make a really good point not to do. Yeah. Um, and experiences that I really don't want my kids to have, but what I understand is like, I know what not to do. And that's a really good place to start. (laughs) It's an awesome place to start. So that's where I started in motherhood, what not to do. (laughs) And then I learned about my kids and, and figured out from there, but just this, this opportunity, I mean, the sacrifice that we make as mothers should be celebrated. It really shouldn't be talked badly about because it's incredible. Like, well, and I think that's some of my acceptance was the sacrifices because I was a free bird doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, however I wanted. And you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I mean, the thing is like, you can, you can, but you choose not to, because that's not who you are as a mother. You're not going to leave your kids. Like you've decided that you are the mother that stays, you're devoted. And that's all I want for mindset motherhood is for mothers to view themselves through that lens. I can leave my kids right now. I could go travel the world and never come back. People have done that, right? They've left families, but you're not going to mm-hmm. because it's not who you are. Like you, you are devoted yeah, <laughs> and you're loyal and you're honest and you're committed to this journey. So even when it feels hard, you're not booking a flight to right. leave. <laughs> right. And that's mindset. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Woof. See, this is why you're here. This is, this is not where the conversation we got <laughs> deep stuff. No, I think it's good. And I think just having the shift that like, cause working from home, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to work from home. Like, oh, and I, now I'm like, this is so great. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that I get to do this. I get to hang out with her Same. like between I've, I'm recording another podcast in a minute. And like between the podcast, I'm excited to go down there reconnect with them, feed my babe, say, Hey, connect with my husband and then come back up here and do it again. And then close it all up and go be mom. And like, I think just getting into her world helped a lot because I felt like now it's our world instead of her trying to like me trying to be in mine and like having her too. Now it's like, 
no big deal. I need to shower. You're going to hang out here for a second. I'm going to shut Ezzy in a room so that she's safe away from the toddler. And like, I'm going to take a quick shower and I'm not getting away from anything. This is just what we do. Yeah. Really though. Like we don't have to call it as like, Oh my God, I have to get away from them. Like, no, I need to do things for me so that I can stay the mom I want to be for them. Like I'm not hiding, running or anything like that, but it, it really is just mindset because you're going to take a shower anyway, you know? So it's like, it's what you think about that shower yeah. that makes it really fulfilling and just wonderful. And then like you embrace it or you are resentful the entire time you're in the shower. You don't even enjoy it yeah. because it's just, nothing's ever going to be enough when you have a mindset that says that you don't get enough. Yes. So there's two things. One, knowing that they need me. Cause mm-hmm. I used to be like, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. It's a blessing. Like the fact yeah. that I am the thing that can calm them and that helps to regulate them and that they reach for when they're happy or sad or whatever, or angry, you know, sometimes she'll be crying and she'll just say, I need a hug. I'm like, you're the cutest thing ever. <laughs> as well as searching for the good, because what you look for, you find, right? Yeah. So if you're constantly looking for like, oh, you're the stress. I'm going to put you in a box or whatever, whatever the real is. Mm -hmm. Like you will find that you will find the frustration. You will find the stress coming from your child. Cause that's the way that you perceive it Mm -hmm. instead of they need me. They, they need to connect with me. They need my, and like the cake pop thing, even just being able to feel like special that she wants to show you what she's interested in, regardless if she's going to get it or not. It's like, I like to view it as like, I'm on their team. Mm-hmm. I'm on their team. Like if, if, if my teammate really wants to tell me something, I'm on their team. That doesn't mean I'm going to bend over backwards and buy everything in the world for them. It right. just means like, I care about what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we work together. <sighs> Boom. Thanks. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. good. Thank upstairs. you. Thank you for, what'd you say? I said, they dropped something upstairs right when you said, boom. Oh, I didn't hear that, but I heard. Yeah. <laughs> screaming downstairs so (laughs) yes all right you're doing a great job and I'm really glad that you have been I I just think it's so valuable what you're doing and I hope that everyone considers this perspective because it wasn't like this throughout motherhood for you right like the two and the first two and a half years weren't like this for you and now you're having a lot of really big realizations and they're they're serving you and you're sharing it because it's helping you're not sharing it that's another thing gloat. that like, yeah, to gloat, like, it's not about gloating. It's not about, it's really not about ego. It really is like, you guys, I was doing it this way and it was so difficult and now yes. I'm doing it this way. And the only thing that changed was me. Like, yes. No one else changed. And that messaging, I just think the more of it we can get from other experiences, like not just my experience, not just your experience, but like a woman listening to this, being mm. able to say like, right now I view my kids this way. I'm going to try this. I'm going to put this into practice Yeah, and then go tell someone else your positive experience about it. And it's, I really think amazing things are about to happen. Like I, it just, it feels so close and we have, but we have to get really particular about what, honestly, what influences we allow in our life, Mm -hmm. right? You, you can't make room for both. I know I'm really, really selective of when I use the word can't. But if you want this mindset where you can come home and enjoy your time with your kids and feel like the empowered woman in your home and that every choice you make is a choice, it's not just like Mm -hmm. default and there's no other option. 
then you have to get very specific about what influences you allow in your mind, in your mind, through podcasts, through YouTube channels, through Instagram, through Facebook, through mom groups and, and through awareness like, of your own actions and thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you start totally. to feel it, yourself get, yeah, this is another tangent, but like street sl- sleep was the ma- a major stressor for me. Mm-hmm. I literally gave it up. Like, I was just like, if my baby wants to sleep two hours today when she should be getting four, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) That has made me a better mom too. Mm -hmm. Then I find the next day she sleeps six hours and I'm like, oh, she'll sleep when she needs to sleep. And like, yeah, just, okay. Not controlling that mm -hmm. has been so, so you, you really have to be mindful. You can't just sit back and be like, well, I want to be a positive person. No, you have to be mindful. Cause like I said, we have thoughts all the time you're always thinking something. So it's not about saying, I really want a mindset like that. You already have a mindset. You know, you've got, you've got the foundation to work with already. You have thoughts. Yes. You have the thoughts. It's just a matter of consciously being aware of them instead of just being on autopilot, right? Thinking the same things that you think every day, you know, like this leads perfectly because you're about to do another group coaching call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That almost felt set up, but that was actually, <laughs> that, I was like, wait, we haven't talked about this yet. That so, was a good layup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you work on that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But so the reason why I do my coaching, the way that I do it with self-discovery work is because that's how it works best for me. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't enough for me to just say like, oh, this thought isn't serving me. Let me change it. Like people make me mad. Well, that thought's not serving me. Let me change it. Oh no, no. There was a reason why I believe that. And it was so important to go back, like go back through my childhood and my past experiences and my shame. Shame keeps you from being who you want to be. So you can try and change all you want, but until you actually uncover and heal those, um, those shame triggers, basically, they're going to keep coming up. You're going to keep numbing from them and numbing looks like avoidance, procrastination, scrolling your phone, drinking alcohol, yelling, shutting down, um, consuming, like you can numb really with anything. But my point is I love to use self-discovery work and it's very unique what I do, but I, I use self-discovery. So you can finally understand like, this is who I'm, this is not only who I'm identifying as, but why this is why I call myself these things. This is why I truly believe this to be true about me because I did this because I made this bad decision at one point in my life. That's shame. Right. Mm -hmm. So we attach that bad decision and say, well, I'm a bad person because I did that which isn't true, right? Like bad choices don't make us bad people. We are like what you're saying, right. I'm not a bad person. I made a bad choice. Exactly. Exactly. But that is mixed up in the, in the mind. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh no, I did that. So I am that, but that's Mm -hmm. not true. So in my course, it's, it's a group, it's a community setting, but that community, it's like the most powerful thing you can experience because we all come together. We share vulnerable stories. We encourage each other. You build real friendships. I did a call with them last night and there's six of them that are in like this group text together. And they are like the biggest cheerleaders to one another and oh, I love that. about the highs and the lows. Like they, they talk about it all. Um, and I just teach people skills and tools to be able to help themselves be who they want to be and uh, build a mindset that supports them through actual healing. So it's not like, Oh, fake it till you make it. I love it when people say that to me. I'm like, what the frick are you going to fake? You don't, you can't lie to yourself. Like, you know, when you're lying, right. <laughs> so that's not going to work. Um, it really is like healing. You can come to a place that's like, oh my God, my mom really did do the best she can. Mm-hmm. The day I was able to understand that it was so freeing for me. Mm-hmm. And 
but then I had to work through my own shame of the way that I've treated her. Right. It's like a, Oh, you realize this and then don't forget this. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But again, it's just, okay, let me heal that too. Like, yeah, I did that. I, I've mistreated my mom in really, really bad ways. Um, and it's not awesome, but there's a reason why I did it. And, and you're taking accountability for it. And I'm taking accountability, right. And forward and how to change it. Exactly. And both her and I are not perfect. So it's, it's just nice to know, like, look, this is what I did. And this is what I can change mm-hmm. rather than this is what I did. And I can't do anything mm-hmm. and I can't change. And you are still the same person. So I can't change. Yeah. Like it's just such a backwards way to live life. Like, well, when someone else changes, I'll change. Yeah. So how do they find your course? Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So the mind body alignment opens up for enrollment this December, December, um, 2022, yeah, December, 2022 <laughs> yeah, in the right year, Kayla. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got cool. this. What day is um, it? Just kidding. But my body alignment is the course finding it through my Instagram is the easiest way to do that. I already have a wait list up there. So if someone's interested in getting more information about it, getting on that wait list in my bio is the best way to do that. Right now I have a journaling course. So if someone's like, I don't know if I want to do the full 12 weeks, that sounds like a lot of self-discovery and healing. It is. You yeah. get super vulnerable. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, if you're not quite ready for that, I have a journaling course. And the journaling course teaches you how to align your mindset with who you want to be without going through all the past stuff. Like if you're just not ready to do the past stuff yet, I hmm. wasn't always ready to do that. I just wanted to change this on the surface. Surface level, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then once I saw progress, I was like, oh. Like this, this really works, but like, why am I still ignoring my husband? You know, why am I still doing this? Why do I still feel so angry with my mom? Well, that's not going to go away with mindset. Like you've actually got to heal it and go there. Um, But you know, when in good time. So my journaling course alignment journaling is always available. um, And it's just a four lesson course that teaches you how to change your mindset. And the reviews on that are honestly like life-giving every single day that I show up. I'm like, I love you people. And I love this course. Oh my gosh. I um, need so it, yeah, I that one is, that one's always available and it is, it's amazing. And I've journaled that method that I'm teaching in the journaling course. I've journaled like that for three years and I journal every day and I do that. And I've seen that on like, your Instagram. Yeah. People are like, what are you writing? What do you journal? And I'm like, what do you mean? Doesn't everybody know how to journal? Like, no, literally- that was one of my questions that I just skipped in this podcast, but that's what I was going to ask you is like, what do you- <laughs> so yeah. no, nobody yeah, knows what I- you write. <laughs> I just thought everyone journaled that way. And then enough people asked me that I was finally like, I don't think people know how to journal. <laughs> so that's why I made the course and it's done. It's done a phenomenal job helping people. But basically like you are using the power of mental rehearsal in your journaling. So you're already mentally rehearsing. I'm not asking you to do anything you're not doing. I'm just asking you to do it different. Um, so with mental rehearsal, we will mentally rehearse the night, like putting our baby down for bed you will mentally rehearse how many times you're going to be up that night and how difficult it's going to be. And they're going to cry and your adrenaline is going to go in the middle of the night. And then you're going to have a hard time going back to sleep. Like Mm -hmm. your mind goes there until you tell it to do something different. So with part of my course, what I teach you is mental rehearsal is rehearsing who you want to be showing up to those circumstances that are outside of your control. You don't control if your baby's going to wake up, right? right? It's just, you don't. Um, but you do control who you are when you walk in the room like who you are when you pick up your baby, what mm-hmm. you choose to do and how you, how you want to feel yeah. in those moments, you know? Yeah. So we use, we use that, we emotionalize the experience. And again, like I teach you how to do that in the course, but you'll emotionalize it 
because your mind doesn't know the difference. This is the most amazing part about mindset work, in my opinion, is your mind doesn't know the difference between something that's actually happened and something you think that has happened. Hmm. It doesn't know the difference. You'll feel the same way. It's amazing. It's amazing. So when we kind of like knowing that I tapping into that, into the journaling, like my mind doesn't know the difference. So if I emotionalize this, if I believe this experience, my mind already knows to do this when the circumstance happens, right? Let's say you have a hard time handling tantrums with your child, like the cake mm-hmm. pop thing. Yeah. You get out your journal and you mentally rehearse how you want to handle that cake pop ah. situation, who you want to be as a mother and how, and what fun distraction you're going to give your child of being silly and taking yeah. pictures and, and um, putting it in your calendar when you guys are going on a cake pop date, like whatever you want to do, yeah. right? But you've already mentally rehearsed that. So your child is no longer tapping into this really exposed part of you that Interesting. feels out of control. Yeah. Your child is just saying like, hey, remember? Like, it just feels like this, this tap. Like, yeah. remember you mentally rehearsed this? Go <laughs> ahead and practice it now, like in real yeah. life. Um, but I, I love journaling. I think it is so fun. And then you you practice it and then in your real life. And then if you decide like, okay, that was better. And this is what I need to do next time. Go back to the journal, you know, mentally rehearse it again and again and again, because you're just doing what you know how to do. So until you allow yourself to explore something different and mentally rehearse it, yeah, it's going to feel really difficult to change. And that's why change doesn't become sustainable is because we, we don't mentally rehearse it. We just think like, oh, I'm going to battle my, sleeping. I'm going to mm-hmm. battle my entire programming, right. Of my past experiences and show up differently in my life. No, you're not. <laughs> right? No, no, you're not. Yeah. Um, but you can rewrite the programming and allow it to support you. And I mean, even past experiences, like healing those experiences, that's how you gain wisdom. Wisdom's not taught. You don't, you don't get taught wisdom. You gain wisdom through your life mm. experiences. So when you're like not wanting to heal your past experiences, you're also withholding yourself from all that wisdom that you could have. If you would just be willing to shift your perspective about what you've been through. And that's why I love healing work so much because people come to me with like, I mean, horrible stories, really just so sad. And I mean, not all of it's like super traumatic. Some women are just like, I hate that I yell at my kids. And that's like, you know, that's super valid too, but there's a reason why you do it. And until you go to those places and be willing to shift your perspective, like the YouTube video, right? What is a new, instead of like, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. I am, I'm vulnerable. My girls are going to look at that one day and they are going to feel so seen and heard from me. And then they have their whole life to know who I really am, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep that there because it's a part of the journey. Yeah. I'm not going to delete it. I have nothing right. to be ashamed of, you know, but that, that he, that shift in perspective brings healing. Totally. It's like, yes, I am yes. doing the right thing. I am a good person. Um, and that the same thing goes for our past experiences. Like you can fight that experience and it can continue to hurt you or you just shift the perspective over one degree at a time until you land in a place where you're like, oh my God, that happened for me. Like I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for all that. Right. And it takes time. Yeah. But it's, it's a skill set to learn. So totally. I just teach the tools and skills. Um, and it's in my bio on Instagram. So. <laughs> Stand to your, your question. In the so there's no part. passion behind this, right? Just None. kind of like a side project. <laughs> I am not walking a calling. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but 
Tessa Romero underscore is Instagram if people want to yeah. check it out. Or even if they just want to follow your Instagram because it yeah. really does have such good content. I try to put like as much free on Instagram and my highlights and on my podcast and on my emails um, as I can. Like I, I love serving. It's just the 12 week course is like, it's so intensive. It's so yeah. in depth. Um, and we work so closely together for those 12 weeks that it's like, you have got to show me that you're committed because we are going to talk about some really hard things. Yeah. And I need to know that you're not going to bail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we get good. Um, but yeah, I, I love it so much and it's right for some and it's not for others and that's okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> for you. chatting with me about all of this. It has been good for me to process through it. It's been great to hear your experiences through it. And I just, I think it's a message that needs to be shared a little bit more. And so I'm, I'm just glad to be aligned with you and working and making all this stuff. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm excited for you. And seriously, I want you to keep sharing. I don't want you to fear like, oh my gosh, this one person doesn't agree. Did you know for every one negative thought, it takes seven positive thoughts to like lift yourself back up? Oh, wow. Seven. So that's why that one negative comment feels like it stings so bad. Well, and on the, cause I did a YouTube video about this whole thing. The comments in there are unreal positive. Oh, and good. so, right. So I probably have a hundred of those and literally this one comment I'm like, exactly. Ooh, did I, should I not have exactly I, what? Right. Yeah. And that's why it's important to stay in your own head. Like, right. That's not true. This person's yeah. having a hard time and this is not the place for them right now. I block people every day. I'm yeah. like, it's okay if this isn't right for you, but I actually don't allow people to mistreat me on the internet. So I'm going to block you. Totally. um, But wishing you the best. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My approach. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. We'll have to do another one sometime when it comes up and is right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. I'll see you later. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.